After Things is brought to you by Patreon.com slash Weird Things. Thank you for supporting this show. Hello and welcome to the After Things podcast. I'm Adrian Main, joined by Justin Robert Young. Hello, friends. Brian Brushwood. Howdy, howdy, howdy. Who wants to go on a gondola? I know who does. Mr. Bryce Castillo. I would like to, per- yes, let me on your gondola, <laughs> uh, podcast host. Let me on your gondola, <laughs> podcast host. Podcast. I, when I was a kid... Um, I was obsessed, like with the like the, the trams, like those overhead gondolas and stuff, which I realized was a term that could mean the boat or anything. But I just always associated with the thing to hang there. And I once tied a rope from our upper deck to the fence that we shared with our neighbors. And I had a pulley, and I would go sit on this thing, and I'd ride it. And I went, and I was getting kind of heavy. And as a kid, you don't really don't know day to day that yeah, you just you just put on fifteen pound fifteen pounds pork chop, and it. Fence shook, and I heard this clatter on the other side. And I go look, and my 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 best friend living next door, his dad is there, this heavy set guy. I knocked over the entire wood pile. Uh oh. And he goes, "What happened?" And I go, "I I made a gondola." <laughs> He's like, "Oh what? What did you do?" And I'm like, "Oh yes, I'll put it back up." So I had to go. And he's like, "A gondola? Like what is this?" He couldn't. To me, it was obvious he couldn't understand what happened to the fence or why all this thing knocked over. He just sees me there going, "Whoopsie do." So, wow. The the first of many times my neighbors had to suffer from one of my <laughs> hair brain know, schemes. We had this hill, and so like I would like I would be making go karts, and so. You know, I would go take the wheels off the lawnmower, nail them to two by fours and put them on there. But sometimes I'd go down the wheel and like the wheels would fly off, but be really fast. And I'd be sliding on doing that slide out on the plywood and the wheels would just ping off and hit garage doors or hit doors or windows and stuff. And it create kind of a like, what's going on? And I'd be out there in the street with and I, I didn't have a street. I used like the little rope sort of thing there. And I'm just there's a kid there in the it's middle of the street. No wheels. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's just this piece of plywood. I'm like, what is wrong with this? Can I get kid? a jump? What it, can, I, can I get yeah. a jump? <laughs> Going my way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So anyhow, that's mm. my story, guys. <laughs> um that's why I didn't pass the SpaceX interview. <laughs> mm. uh, uh, I, I think took. we I think we promised to talk money this week, right? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah. Use bolts. Don't hammer your wheels in like I did. <laughs> oh. It's what I did. Oh, okay. Well, I didn't I know. That. I was nine, Bryce. Stop judging. Uh, yeah, we were talking about <laughs> last week the idea of uh, we got into the subject of a lot of people we t- talk to are independents or people who have side projects or different things. Planning financially is really, really hard when you're in a uncertain sort of uh, line of work. Uh you know, I, I recently had my first like, like real quote job that I've ever had. And you're like, Oh, well, this is a person, this is your finance, this is your finance package. This is this, this is all these things. I'm like, Oh, this is what like normal people get in jobs. Like, this is interesting. So you're saying like, I just have this thing. I don't even think about it and it works. I'm like, well, that's novel. But I wanted to talk about like, 
what were our different solutions for kind of financial planning, et cetera, what we do as creatives? What, uh, what was the biggest surprise when, when you took a peek into the, uh, when you took a walk on the normal side? Well, I, I was, I shaded things a bit. My first ever job where I got a thing like that was when I worked with the James Randi Foundation a billion years ago. And there they had like a 401k. And I was on there for like a few years. And so that was the thing, like the idea that would be automatic, that was a thing for me that was like, okay, like I don't think about it and it does it. But the danger of that is people talk about reaching retirement, like, oh, it's not enough. It's like, yeah, that program was designed to give you, not even talk about social security, but a lot of retirement programs, they put a little bit of money away. You can't just put that in the hands of somebody else entirely. Yeah. So I would say that I understand why people are complacent. But I also understand that what we've talked about before for everybody, even if you're like struggling, have every month, one, use an app like Acorns or one of these things that, that rounds up and puts things into a bank account or invest it for you to put something away. Even if and it sounds counterintuitive and be like, even if you are, you're in debt, $10 a month, $20 a month and just a regular broad based mutual fund or something. Cause that it's invest in that habit, invest in that habit of doing that. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll co-sign acorns. I use acorns have been for, for a, a couple of years now for, for, for a little while. I have a little chunk of change there. Uh, and, uh, what does it feel like to use the app? Like walk me through the experience. Uh, you set it and forget it. Um, the, the basic idea is you say, Hey, hook into my bank account and round up anything. That's not a flat, a flat dollar charge. And once it hits, once that amount hits like five dollars or something, they take it out of your bank account and they put it into, uh, in into an index fund. They have a couple of different options with Acorns in terms of like, right now saving, and then there's a retirement based one. Um, but the nice thing about it is, uh, a they do the roundups, and so you kind of just set it and forget it. Um, but you can also do like what you mentioned, Andrew, is say, hey, every month, just take 20 bucks on top or, hey, d instead of the normal roundups, like do them 3x or something like that. Um, and over time, that little bit adds up and it adds up. And, um, you know, it's it is it's I don't know the exact fund that it is, but it, it, it makes a little bit of a return. Um, and I think you pay acorns like a couple of dollars a year or something for the service, but it's it, the, the best thing I think about it is that it is, it, it is really set it and forget it. And it is kind of all a one, all in one thing. If you want a little bit of immediate savings, if you want uh retirement savings, they've got like a card and all these like found money programs as well that you can really get into, but, um, just if you if you need a program that will save some money for you, uh, then Acorns is really good for that. A lot of banks will do that too. You can just do it's called like Roundup. Here's the advantage of this: is that you forget you and you're absorbing that cost obviously somewhere and like your expenses. But if you, when I was going like when I was at my most like un, you know things were like the the scariest for me financially trying to figure out where things were going to go i got in the habit of doing a spreadsheet and itemizing every single expense so i could understand exactly where money was going and it would amaze me because i'd be like oh i spent you know yeah you know, they'd be like oh, i spent 130 bucks on subscription services or other stuff i didn't worry about i didn't think about or other stuff or then i started itemizing like oh yeah you know every day i'd go out to lunch and i pay four dollars and fifty cents for the soda you know, where, and I've been telling myself I want to cut back. And if I, if I stop doing that, then I'm going to have an extra, you know, 150 bucks a month that I can invest or, 
whatever or not, you know, they're, they're all that you start to see that. So doing like a spreadsheet is a great way to do it. And then when you use a roundup thing, you quickly absorb it and you don't even realize that you're paying it. And then you just open up your account. Now, I don't use it as much anymore because like I do everything on my Apple card now. So I got I got the Apple card because that does the immediate cash back. And I use my Apple card like a debit card, but I have automatic deduction. So the end of the month, it's always paid off. So I've never carry a balance. And that's, you know, that's that's the danger of the credit card is that, well, I'll just carry this balance. It's like, yeah, it's carrying a balance is like being on a diet and going to McDonald's and eating fries. You can you can go to McDonald's, eat a salad or have some chicken and be fine. But once you eat the fries, you failed. And if you're trying to manage your credit card debt and you don't need to or manage, you're trying to manage your finances and you don't need the debt. Always pay it off. Always yeah, off. that's that's something that I've uh, uh, thankfully held held on to is is, you know, I, I have two cards, one for my business and another for uh, personal both of which give me uh, uh, cash back. So uh, Chase Inc. is the one that I have for the business that gives a, a a fairly healthy return. And then I have an Amex that gives me a bunch of Amex points uh, that also does a, uh, a, you know, each month I get certain benefits or whatever. So, uh, but but at that point, it's like I, I never, ever, 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 ever carry a balance. Like, like it is, it is spent, it is paid. I am, I am up to date unless I, I forget to pay. But, I, but if whenever I see it, it is, it is, it is paid uh, uh, ASAP. So uh, what's the answer for people who are like, uh, must be nice. I literally can't afford it. I mean, I guess, I guess that, tough lesson is stay, stay within your lane, your means, you know, yeah. <laughs> the roundups make it a little easier because it, it is, a, it, it's a small, it, it ends up being a pretty small amount overall. Um, I would say that that's a good place to start as do roundups. Oh, that does add, a, it adds up over time. Um, but it can and, be tough to set aside money when, when you don't have any. Yeah. And I, and I would, I, the argument to make too, is it like, there will be exceptions, but I've never had a friend that couldn't cut out five or 20 bucks a month because I would find out like, well, I got to go Friday do my beer. I got to do my beer or do this or what I got. I'm like, no, like you're, you don't, they, I, they, some people, they don't want to sacrifice something to get something up. And were, were I, and were I in debt right now? Um, hear me right now. I would do Uber. I would do, yeah. I would do, I do a thing. I don't want to do Uber. I do DoorDash. I would do that if I were in debt and, and, and I want to get it. I think that's worth it. Uh, pursuing as a kind of a side jag here is your whole worldview becomes broken when you're in debt, mm -hmm. especially that high interest, short-term debt with credit cards or mm -hmm. whatever. Like you don't see opportunities. You walk right past million dollar mm -hmm. ideas left and right, which makes it so, so important that, uh, that, um, you know, and, the version I had learned was from the richest man in Babylon, you know, a part of everything you earn is yours to keep. And if it's just automatic and you have a bed, then then even if things get scary, they're not truly scary because, you know, there's this ripcord yeah. that, that you could do it. But mm -hmm. but you really do uh, uh, take it from your old pal, Brian. Uh, uh, you could lose your damn mind uh, uh, not seeing opportunities left and right if if you're obsessed with the fact that that you're sliding farther and farther behind i, I think that I, I 
serious as possible. Like right now, if I was like, if I was in a financial situation, I didn't see there was a light. Like I don't, I would do door to, I would do something like that. I don't care if I go like, Hey, aren't you Andrew Mania? I'd be like, yep, that's me. Here's, I would not care. I would not care what other people's perception of me is because the most important one to me is me as being a guy that's pays my debts, is financially responsible and being solvent. Like, I don't care. I will take the hit from other people going, Oh, this guy had a show and now he's doing this. Would not get zero Fs to give, and and also just, th- there's less. Um, mm, I, 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 degrading is probably not the right words, but there there's less aggressive things to do. For example, taking on a roommate, uh, yeah, it'll be kind of annoying, but but that's a massive uh, chopping all of your utilities, your rent, and everything in half would be huge, and it wouldn't be a forever thing. It would be just till you get back on your feet, kind of thing. I mean, there are big moves that, that everybody can make. Yeah, I think the biggest thing, if we are talking about uh, a lot of money problems are really shame problems or self-control problems. And ultimately, the things that benefit you in those areas, which are communication, transparency, understanding, you know, where you are and being okay with where you, you are in the universe is simultaneously the way that that you do better with money and something that we're just kind of uh, 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 assuming here that that I think is worth laying out is what Andrew said. Like, he made a spreadsheet, so he saw where all money was coming in and leaving. And and I, I remember walking into Andrew's office and seeing a, a cutout column spreadsheet that he had right over his desk that he looked at. So he knew what his monthly nut was, what, what the, the expenses were that, that he needed to, uh, across. Like if you know, then you will be better. The problem is, is that it hurts sometimes. And, and then a lot of anxiety comes in to look and know, and, and, that's where it's like if if you look at where this breaks down a lot of it is the bravery and the understanding to say i'm going to be hyper aware of where all my money comes in from and where all my money goes and and at that point you are gifting yourself the knowledge not only of allowing of not allowing other doubt to creep into your head but also the ability to make decisions, to make to make good decisions financially. Uh, the two biggest changes I saw in my life, uh, financially and physically, did not physically did not involve a diet, and financially did not involve a budget. Uh, but both of them involved one thing, and the rule was: spend whatever you want, eat whatever you want. There's only one rule: you have to know how much you're spending and how much you're eating. You have yeah. to write it all down. And it is astonishing how, how, number one, it's very freeing because you literally do whatever you want. But then once you know yeah. what this costs and you know relative to other things, it just changes your appetite. Uh, and, and I mean that both literally with your body in the form of calories yeah. and in your consumption habits as an as, as a individual financially. And I'd, I'd say too that Every person I know who's really successful, like really successful, went through some sort of financial crisis, either when they were young and they grew up around being poor or they built a business or they went to some point and they were extended. And that and it's almost like that's the lesson you have to learn to wire your brain to really understand value and stuff. Um, 
and I, I think I want to get people to get out of the whole shame kind idea, the idea of feeling feeling embarrassed. You're not your bank account. Yeah. And you 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 are what you do. And if you run from responsibilities, you ignore it. That's what you are. But if you're a person that tackles them and does them handles them head on, uh, you know, I'm going to bring up like you know, my favorite Elon Musk story was when he got to Canada. He needed to make you know, despite the the stories of this, you know, oh, his family diamond mines. It just wasn't true broke this is broke like 19 year old or 18 year old one that needed money and goes to the you know the employment office and says hey what pays the most amount of money that's elon what's the most what gets me the most amount of money per hour they're like uh shoveling coal in a furnace it's really stupid hot nobody wants to do it it's like okay i'll go do it and elon musk now the world's richest man effing shoveled coal in a furnace for a while made some money he did that that guy did that job Say what you want about him, crazy, whatever kind of thing. He did that. You know, as a teenager, we had to get jobs. I worked at the movie theater. I was too young with state to work, but I worked under the table, clean toilets. I clean toilets. I still remember the scent of that orange cleanser to do that. I would go do magic on cruise ships and I wanted to keep my rate up. And so if I couldn't get a cruise ship booking, I didn't underbid myself. I folded newspapers at a newspaper plant, you know, when I was like, 20 years old. I went, you know, got a friend whose dad was an accountant, which maybe shows you how good of an accountant he was, but I would go with him. We'd go make, get paid cash. You know, you'd spend there for like three hours folding news. I did that because I'm like, well, I could go do this, make some extra cash and then wait for the next gig to come around. Or I, I did extra work and stuff. Like I just, I don't, I respect the person that works. I respect the person that works. I, I just, the person that says I've got excuses or it's beneath me, whatever. I have no respect for that. Uh, I, I I do want to give um, I want to express that an understanding that different people are dealt different hands, um, and I understand that in the industrial revolution there were a lot of twelve-year-olds uh, working in coal mines that probably should have been learning to read and so on, but uh, on the flip side, ooh, does it chap my hide? My favorite thing about turning fifteen was uh, I started driver's ed when I was 14 years old because the day I turned 15, I went and took my test to get my learner's permit. When the day I could do that, when I was 15, I got a job as a fry cook at a Chick-fil-A. And, and it's strange to my ears, um, and, and maybe this is something somebody can explain if they want to write in, but it's strange to my ears to hear people saying that it's a bad thing to be 15 and making minimum wage or doing, doing work. Cause I loved it. I loved it. I made, I made enough money. I spent, uh, uh, of the $3 and 85 cents per hour I was able to make during the day, I would spend my lunch hour in the mall at the arcade spending a dollar 50 of, of, of just one of those, you yeah. know, like I, I worked 15 minutes and was able to spend a full hour at the arcade and I loved it. Um, uh, and that's not and that's, to say everybody has to feel the same way I do, but but boy oh boy, can I empathize with with that? I, I really enjoyed making money. I there is a high correlation between the people that I work with and I find are really motivated and get stuff done. Either they had jobs when they're fifteen, or they had little side businesses or businesses that did that. The the people that I know who are the most capable and getting stuff done at that age, they learned responsibility. They were doing stuff. They were getting yelled at by customers. They went through all of that. And they never treat. They were never treated like special, precious. That's beneath me, kind of mentality, you know. And and I think I get I get. 
I mean, that's one of the things my frustrations, like kind of minimum wage, the job, like you're like, ah, oh, minimum wage now, it's pretty good money for 15. Yeah, they won't hire a 15 year old anymore. That's the problem. It's harder to get these jobs like regular over the, you know, legit over the counter jobs at that age now. And pro and con don't need to discuss the minimum wage laws, but you price them out of the market. And so, and that might be kind of an effect we may be seeing that you have a lot of a generation of kids that did not get to have kind of normal jobs. And they're the first time they've ever worked in the workforce as they come out of college filled with now, ideas about how the world should work. I will go to bat for the younger generation because uh, the like just for grins, uh, like Penny isn't charging yet, but she should be because she knows how to animate and draw and create custom stuff. Now, right now, She's practicing by creating original content, fan fiction, and that kind of stuff. But what she's really doing is practicing up valuable skills. And if she was a little bit entrepreneurial-minded, she, she, she would be on Fiverr or on 99designs yeah. doing all of that stuff. Um, uh, and, and luckily, you know, she's growing up in a household where that's not really uh, necessary. We're, 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 yeah. But oh, I, I was going to say where we're, both of our parents turned art into money. Correct. Correct. Yeah. And, and, and seem to be doing well enough that, that, that she doesn't need the cash. But if you do need the cash, I mean, uh, don't wait, don't wait. If you're young, uh, uh, start charging, learn, learn the market, uh, because it turns out, uh, we have had top tier web designers that we, to this day, have no idea how old they were when they were working for us. And uh, I'm pretty yeah. sure we paid hundreds or thousands of dollars to 14-year-olds who were just out there doing stuff. Because yeah. Which is awesome. Right? Right? Yeah, I love, like, there is, and that's a thing, there is a talent pool out there, and that's why I love things like platforms like Fiverr and stuff. And also, like, there's a global talent pool out there, too. And sometimes, like, there there's entrepreneurial people out there getting things done and and you know it could be some kid in indonesia or whatever awesome and that's that's one of the arguments for the prevalent making tools widely available i mean that's one of those things and i think this goes all the way back to we talked about it last week uh peter teal's uh zero to one i think he mentioned the specific tool of i think that's where i first heard about 99 designs and stuff uh and uh we have a artist who has worked on the last three to five years of the generations of puzzle boxes. We love their work. I have no idea their, their ethnicity, their gender, where they are, how much money they make or whatever, but they now understand what we go for year after year after year so well that they just hit us up saying, hey, this is what I'm thinking for this year. It's based on this idea. What do you think of, of this? Um, that is so awesome. That is awesome and it's a game. Anybody could start playing. And if you're somebody who is sensitive about the stigma of driving driving for Uber or delivering pizzas or what have you, uh, uh, guess what? Uh, I don't know this person's real name and everything's handled. Yeah, yeah. If you don't think about COVID, you get to wear a mask. So yeah, um, the, the avenues to make money in 2021 are a lot different than they were in the mid to late 90s when I was uh, 15 uh bussing tables under the table for uh uh you know in tower pizza so like uh, uh boy uh is it is it a a very uh a, a totally open market yeah so, i'd say if you've got electronic skills if you've got like you know information technology skills there's a yeah. great opportunity there yeah uh one thing that the ghost of night attack posted in the chat 
we were talking about debt, and um, he mentioned that uh, uh, Dave Ramsey is a big fan of separating the psychological aspect of getting ahead financially from the the what he calls the nerd part of it. Uh, there was some amount of like maximizing your numbers or whatever. Uh, for example, the nerd part of your brain will say you should you should pay off your debts based on interest rate. But the problem is oftentimes the highest interest rate is also the biggest insurmountable mountain. So psychologically, it's important to get that sense of rhythm of success of of getting ahead, which is again part of why I like cutting off 15% off the top of everything that comes in so that it's always there. Those soldiers are, are working for me. But uh, in the case of Dave Ramsey talk, which again, he'll be the first to admit is not by the numbers, the best thing to do. He says, uh, attack your smallest debt first. So you get that smug satisfaction of the scratching off that line and move it on to the next uh, mini boss. Uh, and I, I, I rather like that. Yeah, I agree. I think the problem is that you get advice that in the abstract seems like the great, whether it's finances or like, you know, well, economists say to this, like, well, guess what? We're humans and we make decisions on different things. And if we if we were perfectly rational in everything, which is like it's irresponsible to think that we are, you know, you go to the doctor. I mentioned this before, like my rants, like they're like, oh, you, you need to exercise. It's like, yes, that is true. Pick one. Start with one, right? Then do the other. Yeah. If you do both, you're going to be hungry and angry and crave everything more and more, and you're going to give up. Having having said all of that, I am just infatuated with the Reddit subreddit uh, uh, fi uh, uh, financial independence retire early, which is a group of people who are obsessed with spending as little money as possible, banking everything, maximizing every little number, doing all the nerd stuff so that they can. Like their point of pride is the age at which they can choose to never work again. Yeah. Uh, and then they they lead, and and it's so fascinating to me because, uh, to my eyes, I'm I'm both very very impressed and equally horrified because it's like you're doing a job you hate so that you and you're doing it as hard as you can for the purpose of not doing anything as, as soon as you're able. I, I, I hear it. Cause like, <laughs> I was at this point where I had this like, uh, years and years, years ago, before I even started working at the Justin, I had my magic business where I could produce magic books and DVDs. My costs were really low. I had a little apartment in Fort Lauderdale, downtown Fort Lauderdale. It was great. I could go out to eat, you know, a couple times a, a week, whatever dating life. And I was just very, I was making enough money, had to work very little, very, very, very little amount of work. I had my own sort of four hour work week kind of thing to kind of live comfortably, whatever. And I realized, I said, holy crap, I'm not being in. And I put money away too. I had money, like stock money put away that was growing, but I'm like, I am not ambitious and I'm not growing as a person. And I decided I'm going to buy a house. And the reason I decided to buy a house was I said, this responsibility, I'm going to try to adapt to that. And so I got a house and then I'm like, I got to grow my business and I need to be more ambitious. And then I did, you know, and that was sort of my pattern was like that idea of like, I could retire now, but like, good Lord, 
what would I do? What would it be? Yeah. Right, what right. is, I mean, life, life is a holistic exercise, right? Like, like it, work and money and what you do and what you want and your physical fitness. Like these are all things that are connected to each other. These are all things that one way or another uh, feed through our brains and how we view the world, how we view ourselves, how we view, how we fit into the world. Um, so, uh, 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 yeah, I, 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 I don't know. I mean, like, it, it's funny that, I mean, I, I, while I can understand the idea of maximizing every cent that you earn, and, and uh, that is certainly a healthy instinct, uh, boy, it, is it contrary to the world, the, 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 the maxim by which I have kind of lived my life, which is I want to work forever because I like what I do, and it fulfills I, me, and, it, I and took, it's cool. I took a job this year. The point at which I, I absolutely do not need a job. Trust me, I'm going to book's been great. Everything's great. I've been stupid lucky. I do two books a year to sign a new deal with Amazon. Everything's great. I was bored. I was bored, <laughs> you know, and they're like, you want to do this? I'm like, well, this will be interesting. So cool. Let me do this. Well, and and there's some number of people out there. Um, and I, I hope I'm not disclosing anything out of school. Andrew's not kidding. He he took a job job. Yeah. <laughs> and 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 does and has not stopped writing books, has not stopped creating projects, has not stopped all of these things. Um there are people out there where it's like why on earth would you do that? You you won. You don't have to have a job. And the answer quite simply is very eloquent because I'm bored. Yeah. What I, yeah, I got it. All of a sudden, the opportunity came up to work with, for the disclosure, I work for a company called OpenAI, and which is doing exciting, exciting stuff in artificial intelligence. And there was this opportunity for me to do cool stuff. And I get to be around, you know, I had a meeting before here, I had a meeting with, I'm on the, I was on the applied team and I got to switch over to the comms team. And so I'm, I'm talking to our, our comms people who, you know, the, the head of the department I work with answered directly to Tim Cook. So I get to work with a guy that was the head of comms for all of Apple. And like, that's amazing. And so that's awesome. And like, you know, we do these tech tech talks and I get to sit in and listen to the best AI researchers in the world talk about stuff. And, and that's what I want to do. I don't want to be like, eh, I'm just going to hop in an RV and drive around and see stuff. Like, no, I want to be around really smart, capable people and just... Well, you and, know, and, and, that's amazing. Uh, uh, this is fascinating because you're approaching a situation that we've talked about before, but you're approaching it from the other direction. Usually it's people who have a day job who want to bust out of a day job and they have this fantasy of, you know, take this job and shove it and off I go. Uh, and, uh, I, I've recommended before the book, uh, quitter by John Acuff, where he reframes everything and says, uh, uh, Hey, for just a second, uh, imagine, that those 40 hours a week that you're giving to your day job are not a uh, 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 something that is trapping you. Imagine they are your patron. They are somebody who believes in you, and they are willing to give you health insurance, a 401k, and, and, and a stable salary, and you get the rest of all of your time to go out there and attempt your dream with the safety net of never really having to, 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 to worry about it. Uh, and uh, I, I rather like the idea of... Uh, of of defetishizing that idea of of going independent and going it alone. Well, I, I, you know, I think we've talked about this a lot when it comes to independent stuff. But uh, one of the most impactful decisions that I had to internalize and follow through on was like, all right, if you're looking at podcasting as being a living, 
When do you make the jump? When do you quit your job so you can you can be a full time podcaster? And the answer that I heard from uh, you know many 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 smart people, including the two that are also on this show, was like when it demands that you quit the job. Right. Like uh uh, uh it, it is not you're not wishing and hoping and quitting the job because now with all this free time, I'll be able to really make it sing. It's like to a certain extent, there, there are some people who thrive on that and God bless you. But like for me, the biggest thing that I had to realize was like, here was the phase. Number one, really care about doing this other job and put a ton of time and effort into it and sacrifice things for it. Number two, be very excited when it's making money and you can say, oh my God, how fun is it that I have two sources of income? I'm making so much money. Step three, have it be so annoying that you're doing two jobs and realizing that one of them could actually pay for your stuff. And then you make the decision to give up money, to give up stability so you can further nurture this thing that's already kind of working for you. Uh, and it, the, the, I, I do, uh, I understand he's a politicized figure now, but boy, oh boy, do I love that Scott Adams story about uh, how after having created Dilbert, he continued to work his day job because it just became zero stress and fun for him and actually kind of his writer's room. Like just watching The Office uh, made him very happy. He, I think he worked it for five years before he was like, yeah, I can't afford. Sorry, guys. That, that was fun, though. I, I had the weird sort of thing happen today that was like uh, my girlfriend went to the dentist and uh, she had to get like a, a crown put in. She calls me up and I'm like, OK, yeah. But I'm like, oh, wait. We have dental insurance. Ah! <laughs> and it was like a thousand bucks less, you know, and I'm like, yeah. I'm just so used to like, here's a card, pay for it, pay for it, whatever. OK. And then, you know, like when all my bill, like whatever, like this, I'm like, oh, yeah, I when I made this agreement like they made a promise that they would help pay for this stuff and yeah. like like i've been paying my my health plan and then that like you know i switched that over to like huh that's yeah. that's i guess Curious. that's cool i mean it, it's an interesting experience but um uh i guess my motto is uh listen um whatever it takes yeah yes i don't, I don't. uh Bryce, do you, do you have kind of an overarching philosophy that has guided you a North Star when it comes to financials? Uh, no, there's there's a reason I'm not mentioning this conversation <laughs> today. Um, uh, no, you know, I I I really I really do like acorns, and uh, that's kind of the beginning and end of it, only because it's kind of a. Uh, Pretty complete circle, I feel like, in terms of... It, would, would, uh, I, would I be talking out of school if I were to uh, express that my impression has been that, and this is a known bug in Bryce.0, that uh, if Bryce sees money in the account, that that looks like that'd be fun to spend. <laughs> And so Bryce likes things that hide money from Bryce. I'm not in this conversation very much, but <laughs> no, uh, Bri Bryce. But I, I, I like, hey, I, but 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 I mean, and you know that is yes, a little bit yes, okay, yes, a little bit yes. like that. But that and that is why I use acorns and and why I have acorns be a little. Um, aggressive a little of like hey do my roundups and also just like take 
10, 20 bucks a month, whatever. I don't even know what it is, but take some it's, and throw it in there because you know what? Maybe I do need to have like a thousand dollars just sitting somewhere and I don't know about it and I don't think about it. I mean, I think that's the best thing for any investment thing is it's most effective when you don't need that money and you don't need it to be liquid. And you don't Cause, think cause, of cause it, it as also, real money. Well, because like, it also shows, again, it's all of this psychology. All of this is our own uh, uh, sense of it, but it's like y- there is short term view. And so if short-term view is $3,000, holy crap, I'm, I, I, can, I can book a trip. I can, yeah. I can buy a new thing. Uh, I can put a down payment on a car. There's a lot of things with short-term view says $3,000. If, you know, if, if short-term view is $1,200, you are like, all right, well, rent and food. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, there, there we go. But it's like whether or not that you actually had 3000 and it, and it's, it's put somewhere else. It's the same thing. You actually, you, you are, you are better off because your short term view might be not treat yourself, but let, let's, let's, let's stay a little bit more lean. It is, it is, uh, I guess my, my advice is it is a slow climb out of being paycheck to paycheck. Um, and you have to remind yourself kind of the idea of, of knocking off the little debts first is you have to remind yourself that it, it is a lean that, that, that if you're, if you're going for a lean mix, it yeah. needs to stay lean. Um, and then hopefully you get to a point where you can be a little there, more free flowing about it. There's yeah. I'm a big believer too. in putting it out of reach. Like the fact that like I, I did like a Vanguard account automatically put stuff in there. It's like, I can get it out, but I got to go to a website. Gotta gotta log a in, days, I got to yeah. do that. And I'm like, I, I didn't need that thing anyway. So I, I believe, yeah, making it harder to do that is helpful. Uh, I, I, I also suffer from the same um, dispensation where it's like that, which is why I love scraping money off the top and hiding it as fast as possible. Put it in a slightly inconvenient place where I don't think of it as real money. Well, but remember to keep track of it. I made that mistake. Well, mis- I, I found out like, oh, I have like, I have like a net trade account from like 15 years ago and there's money. <laughs> there's a couple thousand dollars in there. Like, like do keep track of it. Um, but there's, you'll hear these, the ratio, like all oh, the, all the rich get richer. Like, yeah, there's, it's a fun fact. Um, when you're investing money instead of paying off debt, you actually make money faster. It's weird. I can't explain the math for that. Yeah. But it turns out that's a fact. And that's the thing. If every if you're paying $100 a month to pay off debt, that's money that's just evaporating. If you're putting $100 a month into even just a regular mutual fund that grows at like, you know, a broad, you know, index-based fund, that's making money and it's outpracing inflation. And the sooner you get rid of all that debt and and people people get locked into this well, I'm going to wait for the windfall. Then I'm going to do it. I'm going to wait for the windfall. And I, I, I have been very lucky uh, financially, and it never came from. There's been a couple times I've taken like a windfall and invested it, but like my biggest growth happened not because of a windfall, just because I just was methodical year after putting stuff away. And that's don't wait for the wall. Just get that habit now. And there's a there's that beautiful moment where all of a sudden, when you have zero debt. And every hundred dollars extra, a thousand dollars extra, you do send off into the ether, goes into an account, and you watch your money grow. Yeah, absolutely. And then you buy NASCAR hats. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, it was it's F one. It's Come a on. special Monica. That okay. man, F1, that sorry. man is a classy gentleman. He's not buying NASCAR hats. He's buying <laughs> F one hats. Right. Can I complain about why the last man now? <laughs> no. Yes. Right. Go ahead. What's your yes? Pick? Yes. 
All right. So I'm gonna I, I need to spoil everything, right? Nobody cares that I'm gonna spoil. Yeah, I think nobody's band. gonna yeah. care about Wide Last Man. Yeah. Yeah, so after no- you get done with this, yeah, no. So number one, they've got an episode <laughs> where not only is there an internal military coup, yeah. Also, there are rebels breaching the Pentagon, and then they have. A fight between the rebels and th- the rebels are confused by who the president is because the coup is happening. So imagine how thrilled you are as a viewer while all of this is is, is being layered on top of it. But that's not even what I what 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 my main issue is. My main issue is uh, there is a a group during the uh, in 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 the comics and in the television show called uh, the Amazons. Right, and uh, they are introduced to you. Uh, in the comic as being like a a a imagine an all-female biker gang but right. they're all on horseback they use bow and arrows because they can they they that way they can keep their ammunition as you know ev- evergreen they don't got to scour for for bullets oh, and and it's and it's almost a quasi religious in their fanaticism to yes. the point that like the titular um so to speak uh, uh amazons of the past they they would they would remove one of their breasts so that they could fire so arrows. they can fire but, arrows yeah. straighter and and better and they are uh, uh you know another element of the philosophy of what happens in a world without men right uh in this version they're just kind of like a a a a a, a, a bit more man haiti self-help group there are multiple party scenes. They all wear pink. And then they, they periodically may have sex with each other. We're not really sure. It's mostly just dance sequences where they take their tops off. All right. Uh, and I, the whole time I'm like, man, that's so weird. Because the most badass click in the Why the Last Man comics domestically are the Amazons. And internationally, it's the Israeli military because they had so many females in their ranks. Uh then you realize at the very end. All right, here we go. This is perfect. So this is a picture from the final episode. Yeah. You can see all the Amazons wearing pink yeah. behind there. Two main characters that you're going to keep the camera now, on. Now, in, in, the t- in the TV show, do they, do they chop off a, 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 a The chest, main a leader had a, a, a breast removed for some surgical thing, but they don't make... It's not like a point of... Uh, uh, it's not a so point it's not of like they're wearing ritual. pink in, in solidarity for breast cancer or anything. We don't really know why they're wearing pink. <laughs> okay. Until okay. this, they are riding into a town. This is in the final episode. And what ensues from here is a Wild West shootout between them and a bunch of women who were working in a prison or in a prison. They were prisoners before everything goes crazy and they wind up taking over this town. The only reason they made these women wear pink is so you can tell the difference between one dusty group of women and another dusty group of women while they're doing their Wild West shootout. Pretty smart. It is the only reason why. They took the entire lore of the entire point and just had them all running around in pink for no reason other than you would be able to tell the difference between one group and another group. Are they trying to do like Handmaid's Tale kind of thing? Is that they're trying to make pink like that kind of thing? Is that they want that to be... it's it's a uh, a uh, uh, boy. Do I not think that the writers' room of why the last man 
is it understands why women would join a biker gang. <laughs> like it was, it was, uh, yes, likely. I mean, the, the, the writing on why the last man makes handmaid's tale look like the Sopranos. Like it, it is, Ooh. it is next level galaxy brain compared to the drivel that that show was. Why horses? Because, because, uh, Actually, you know what? The, if if the, if if there's not refining of gas, uh, diesel well, why, will, why? will stay, but uh, but 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 unleaded evaporates. Yeah, but I mean, like, I, like, bold take here. Women can do these jobs. <laughs> <laughs> what? Uh, I, I, I'm not. I haven't watched show. I didn't read the comic. They're making a very, it's one of those, like, there's another show, like an HBO show I won't mention, that was, you know, trying to be very progressive. And if you look at the themes, like, oh, no, this is really horrible, because, like, you're, you're the person who's supposed to be the smartest person in the world got their intelligence because of this racial yeah. theory, which is not yeah. cool. And the person who saved the day is this person. And, like, like, like are you really looking at the themes here? So, yeah, like, I, I, uh, I think in, in the... In the comic, I it was it was more of an aesthetic choice that that they were this kind of elemental element of like you know a, a fanatical uh, uh, reincarnation of of an ideal. Yeah, of, of of feminism. Like you know, they they were this this. It was like an know. eco thing. Cool. I just want to know like why. <laughs> I think also it was an element of like they're just kind of you know wh horse women. <laughs> they are they are they're just I mean, kind of into al it. Also, uh, per the tenets of Max Brooks's World War Z, uh, your best vehicle is a bicycle. <laughs> like, sure, but I wouldn't make a TV show where everybody's going around on bicycles. On bikes, yeah. <laughs> I I I'd be like I I'm like like I don't know like crazy like if, in my my version of like what's gonna happen like ah, it's sort of rough and whatever and I just be like. And it's like, you know, women in cars and everything else. And it's going to be it, like, yeah, it is. half the people are left. But, you know, like, yeah, I, <laughs> I there there long. really is. I mean, I think like a, a, a I mean, I, I love that comic. I think it's really great. I would love to see it done well at some point in, in another medium. But part of what it fundamentally missed is if half of the if half of humanity died, regardless of the gender line you would miss them this would not be yeah. about like oh my god thank god they're going i mean like there's a lot of it and interesting things that can happen in the world that builds around it but it's like it's it's almost the worst story to try to do a a kind of like straight down our modern lens kind of uh of a, a gender study because you have to take on the gravity of the world that it is that it is you know uh, based upon which is a like dystopian world but more of a world in which it's just you know uh it's hard it, it's it's hard to operate you got to figure out a smaller circles to operate in but like andrew said the the best version of it and then the comic does kind of get to the idea that like oh no things are like normal like yes there's a lot of unrest yes you have some systems that are failing because there's just not enough people to do it. So you have to make decisions on which systems you're going to save, but it's the show makes it into the walking dead where like everything is wrecked and everything is screwed. And, and like, like everything's falling apart and, and everyone's just running around screaming, trying to shoot each other. And it's like, 
man, I, 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 I'm, I'm with Andrew. I feel like, there are, again, some things would be abandoned. You would see a lot of abandoned stuff because the world was built for a certain size and now it's half of it. But I don't think that everything would be a total crap show. But. Yeah, yeah, be different, but yeah, I don't know. So, my pick what again I, I, is Succession. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, there we go. All right, Succession. It's great. Watch it. Yep. Bryce, did you make a pick? Uh, I, I will double down on Succession. I I think Succession is very good. Good episode. Okay. I have a dumb pick and a smart, well, dumb and a maybe smart pick. Dumb pick was I read about this and I had to buy it. Um, but we're, what no, is we're looking at, uh, we're looking at a device. A type a word or phrase. It says, what does it say? Wiki reader. Wikipedia in your pocket. So it's just a, a, it's a just downloaded a Wikipedia copy of Wikipedia. Like 10 years ago, this company sold these. Oh, that's and brilliant. What it is, there's, there's so this funny thing. There's an SD card in here that has Wikipedia on it, right? Now you're like, but Andrew, uh, we, like, what about all the new stuff? Oh, guys, there's a dude on eBay that sells you updated SD cards. <laughs> so I got the, up to 2021. So I got like a Blade Runner 24. I mean, everything you know, anything 2021. That's up amazing. That's saved. awesome. So uh, they were like 200 bucks and 100. Then they just they sold them off like 10 bucks. I paid too much on eBay for it, but I'm I'm fascinated by devices that are smarter than they should be. Like I've got another the, the 20 questions thing. So I'm not recommending to go out and buy this because, you know, get, you know, you could just, just get Wikipedia on your phone. But the Wiki Reader, there was, a, I love that concept because the fact that you could put most of that knowledge onto a 16 gigabyte card. Yeah. Um, the, my pick, and it doesn't need to be this one, doesn't mean this at all, and obviously it's self-serving, but is the, the new Kindle Paperwhite. Oh, um, oh yeah. I, I realized I was in this point where the only books that I was reading were ones that were on audio, which limited that. And also only when I was able to listen to an audio book. So I made this decision and this may be more information anybody needs, but instead of taking uh, my iPad into the restroom and cruising social media, I just make sure I check my RSS feeds. And then the rest of the day, whenever I have to make a break, I just, I actually got two of these now. So I have one in every room, like uh, one in each room where I might be wanting to read. Oh, damn. That's sync. great. Oh. Cause I just, and I found out, you know what, when you have a Kindle readily available books on there, you read a lot more. Yep. Funny thing. Yep. So, uh, and to people like, Oh, like, like I have, I like, I use, I have my iPad pro here, which I love with my stylus and stuff. And, and you could, you know, like, oh, you could read on there and like, well, yeah, you can. And I can do everything else on right. here, too. Yeah. It's distracting. Which is not a feature, but I don't want it to be. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I want it. To, I just, I want it. If I'm going to be locked in the smallest room, I don't want an escape other than a book. Mm -hmm. So the Kindles, they have, they come in different, many different kinds now. Um, the the one I got was the new Kindle Paperwhite, which has the the backlight display, the the bigger one. This is the 20, but you can get, uh, I actually have an Oasis somewhere too. They sent me, but, um, there are various pricing. If you want the LCD ones they are cheaper, but if you want to get the, you can get like an older generation one for 80 bucks, et cetera. Um, there are different options, but if you're like, you know what? I just want to stick to, you can even get, even even get like a regular sort of tablet and you can download too, like from libraries, like your different library systems will have 
there's a couple different platforms that let you have freely available books too. You can check out books from your library and use it so you don't have to keep consuming, which is a big, big tip, you know, libraries, guys, free books. <laughs> you heard it here first. Yeah. Cool so, beans. Oh, my good. pick is reading. It's Yay! fundamental. <laughs> so there you go. Uh, it's been after. Cha-ching! Diamond Club hopes you have enjoyed this program. <laughs>